bonus. Brought it to him. Hey, how's it going? You're listening to the All Pacers Pod, a podcast for Pacer fans, by Pacer fans. I'm your host, Jack, and as always, I'm joined by Austin. Austin, how's it going, man? It's going so spectacular. I, I've never been better because I'm in your house. I'm eating your food. Yeah, you, you're glowing, too. Something in your life going well? Uh, well, I've been using vitamin C, Dr. Teal's body wash. Dr. Teal's not a sponsor of this show, but Dr. Teal's, if you're listening, big fan. Dr. Teal's body wash makes you glow and in a special way in a special way go buy some dr teal's body wash today i buy the orange kind okay is there any reason does it help well i think oranges are rich in vitamin c oh so at least that's what it says i mean i know oranges are but it also says vitamin c on the bottle and that's part of what i contribute my glow to well, good to know, man. I'm gonna have to go pick up some of Doctor T's. I condition. Oh, daily, and I don't shampoo daily. Okay, this is more of a hair thing, but <laughs> don't want men. I assume mm, 99% of the people who listen to this pod are men. And if you're not, hey, ladies, <laughs> we're thinking about you too. But men don't shampoo your hair every day. I don't have to say this to women; they know this. Men don't shampoo your hair every day. It kills the oils, the natural oils in your hair condition conditioning is the key yeah and wash like change your loofahs out every so often yes <laughs> excuse me <laughs> definitely change your loofahs out yeah uh i shampoo my hair once or twice a day depends how Do many showers loofah? i take I-, I use a loofah yeah mm. i use i'm just i'm bare hands oh okay is that why your hands are so smooth <laughs> yes my hand and stinky all right, let's move on. You got a stat of the day? I've got a stat of the day that you guys are really going to appreciate because, well, first I got to start with, Jack, where were you? April 30th, 1995. Uh, my sister was just born, so probably, really? yeah. What what day? Uh, the 27th. Well, I I was just born the 16th, so I was 14 days old. I was okay. a whole I was a whole 2 weeks old, but I was in Orlando, Florida, believe it or not. <laughs> I caught a PJ down. And I was watching A PJ? A private jet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I caught a PJ down to Orlando to catch the Boston Celtics and the Orlando Magic playing in the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Now, you might think, this isn't a Pacers stat. What's going on here? Well, Hall of Famer and legendary international player Dino Raja from Croatia. Hey, shout out all our Croatian fans out there. You know who you are. Shout out our Croatian fans. Dino Raja is going to be on the All Pacers podcast on Friday. Well, I'm glad you said that because not the All Pacers pod. Oh. But the Playbook pod, a part of the All Indie Sports network of podcasts. Okay. If you haven't listened to it yet, it's hosted by Sal, who, and Austin, I'll let you get back to your stat. Yeah. But it's hosted by Sal, who does the All Pacers pod with me frequently, and his buddy Mark. They cover the whole NBA. It's a ton of fun. So if you're listening here and, you're, and you want more content, head on over to the same podcast platform you'll see. It's labeled the playbook 
line and then what the episode's about. So, yeah, Dino Raja hopefully coming on the podcast, but I'll let you get back to it. So Dino Raja in this game had 18 points, 8 rebounds, uh, shot 6 of 11, 6 of 6 from the foul line. We love a, we love strong fundamentals. And he almost fouled out, but he didn't in 37 minutes. Notable teammate Dominique Wilkins on the Celtics team that, excuse me, by the way, made the playoffs at 35 and 47. Certainly a dark time for the NBA. Uh, Dominique Wilkins in this game had 24 points. I would imagine he was quite old in 1995. But uh, this was also the Young Magic team that featured Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway, Nick Anderson, and they went on to get swept in the finals by the Houston Rockets. So does when there's a team that's 35 and 47 make the playoffs, does that mean the league's top heavy? What's that? Is how's that is that a dark time in the NBA actually, you think? I guess yeah, if the bad teams well, are making the playoffs. Well, this was really dark because Michael Jordan was gone. Oh. But I mean, that doesn't really have any bearing on a team 35 and 47 making the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, I think it depends, top heavy versus. But I mean, if you got teams thirty five and forty seven making the playoffs, you better hope that those teams that are like one through four seeds in both conferences are really good and really entertaining, or people are probably not watching. But in ninety five, they weren't watching because Michael Jordan wasn't around. So unless you were a Houston Rockets fan, as you're a Houston Rockets or Orlando Magic fan or a Pacers fan, or a Pacers who lost fan. to that Magic team in the conference finals probably should have beat them. Hey, uh, a, a season without Michael Jordan is the same as a season with Michael Jordan for the Pacers because no championships come from it. Um, let's talk about what's been going on with the Pacers. But then uh, after that, we're going to get into something fun. And then after that, we're going to get into something even more fun. So you, if you're listening right now, we got a great podcast ahead for you. Austin, thanks for that stat of the day. It's always a pleasure. It's uh, I can't say that that's a Chick Fil A thing. Yeah, and we'll see You're you. Welcome. La- we'll see you later, man. We'll see you later. <laughs> I can't. Say I'm just that kidding. Either. You're you're not leaving. Austin is still here. <laughs> We're not kicking him off the show. Um, as far as the Pacers news go, the only thing I wanted to to talk with you about Austin is where the Pacers are in the NBA standings at this moment and how we can project going forward what the team. Um, can finish in position-wise, and then I, we'll see what your hopes are for this team as well. Like, I'm assuming you're pro-tank. We've talked about it all season. Are you still pro-tank, or do you like this team and want to see what they're capable of in winning situations? Very pro-tank. I saw a stat the other day that the Pacers and the Kings have the same record since the Halliburton-Sabonis <laughs> trade. So it has not worked out for the Kings. After, I think the Kings may have even started three and zero. They did, yeah. Sabonis, and they've lost. They've lost like ten in a row. So, yeah, it's going great for the Pacers. They're losing a lot. Uh, they fudged up though. They beat Orlando at the start of this month, and that's not something you want to do. You want Orlando to gain as much ground, gain as many wins as possible, which they. So Orlando beat the Pacers in the season series this year, but they out-tanked us when it mattered most, and that says something. It's true. The Pacers aren't used to tanking. I mean, 
Orlando gets it. They understand what it takes to tank. Like, you got to lose to certain teams when it matters most, and they came out and they did that. Some of these Pacers guys are used to tanking, though. Heald, Halliburton. Um, who else do we have here? I mean, that's really it. Those guys. Yep. But those are the two leading Well, TJ McConnell was on the TJ McConnell process. was on the process Sixers, yeah. So he's used to it. Um, and, but he hasn't been playing. Goga Batadze's career has been tanking since he got in the <laughs> league. So he's used to it. Man, Goga. So the Austin, I don't know if you've heard about this. It's kind of just something that everyone's been putting together recently. Jalen Smith, you know, he's been in the league for two years now. And the Phoenix Suns didn't pick up his team option on his third year. I don't know why, because he's a solid player. He just never really got an opportunity in Phoenix. But, man, he's showing out for Indiana, as you know. Um, but since his team option wasn't picked up by Phoenix and we traded for his contract, we don't have the rights to his contract going forward, and it'll make him an unrestricted free agent this offseason. I don't know what his market value is. We'll see how that all goes. But as of now, like he's looked with Isaiah Jackson, the two of them, they've looked like solid big men with a ton of potential going forward in this league. Goga's, you know, a step below, but still shows flashes at time. I'm kind of the last one on the Goga bandwagon, but I'm mostly off at this point. Um, if you had to choose, and we can throw in Miles Turner in this too, who, if you're the Pacers, are you going to try to go for? going forward or running at like the center I guess yeah center position going forward well Turner's the best player by far right now he's a a big defensive threat for me I know on this podcast it has been argued I've been argued at that he (laughs) is a good three-point shooter (laughs) I say not I think he's fine he can hit an open shot, but I'm not worried about him if I'm another team. Uh, Isaiah Jackson, I think, has shown more offensive potential, uh, at least th- at this early stage of his career, compared to Turner. And we'll, see, you know, Smith is Jalen Smith has played well so far. He's put up some nice numbers. We'll see how he keeps going. I would want to keep Turner the most out of these three because he's still 25 years old. Is that right? He is 25 years old, yeah. Yeah, so he's still really young. I mean, you can still get at least seven more good seasons out of him. Um, And I I don't think he's going to be that much money, but he's also still under contract. So Jalen Smith is what you're looking for in a big man. So far, he's averaged 56 from the field, 42 from three and 80 from the free throw line. So he's in that, what, 55, 40, 80 club, if that's a thing? It is now. Yeah, but, I mean, it's that's not an easy stat line to put together, at least percentages. Averaging 13.4 points, 7.8 rebounds. So, man, he's been really nice for the Pacers. He's been asked to step up more than he was in Phoenix. So, you know, obviously he wants to come out and prove himself early. We'll see if he regresses at any, in any way going forward, but... What we've seen from him so far is a solid player, a solid young player as just a 21-year-old, and a guy who can potentially go forward as a legit NBA player for a long time. And then Isaiah Jackson, who's 20. We drafted him when he was 19. If you remember, we traded Aaron Holiday for this draft pick, which ended up being Isaiah Jackson. 
he has been on the Pacers all season, so his minutes have kind of been sporadic. Jalen Smith's had more minutes recently just because, you know, injuries. We traded Sabonis. We're a lot more shallow at that big man spot, especially with Goga Batadze's minutes going down recently too. But Isaiah Jackson still has looked really good in his time with the Pacers too, shooting 30% from three. So still has some stuff to, you know, grow in. But, you know, that like rim rolling, screen setting, defensive center that he projects to be, we're already seeing him step up and look like that guy at just 20 years old to a young 20, like just turned 20. So yeah, a lot of excitement going forward. The We're going to talk about the games in a bit, but there was a game the other night where on the court, uh, Carlisle put in Halliburton, Duarte, Dwayne Washington, Isaiah Jackson, and who am I missing? O'Shea Brissett at the same time, man. And that was so exciting. I'm really excited for this team going forward and the potential there. I would like to you know, see lineups like that get some winning moments together maybe not win the game but just kind of take run away with it and just show that they have what it takes going forward to be the core of a winning team so you think this team has what it takes Austin to you know I know you love Tyrese Halliburton more than most people Mm, but yeah like going forward you think this team could compete in a couple years I don't know what what do you think they're missing is it just experience do they need another player What? what does compete mean like for a title? No. Maybe not. A th- yeah. I mean, at least like playoffs is the goal for next season, you know? Uh, doesn't seem like a playoff team next season either. Maybe they can sniff around the 10 seed if TJ Warren is healthy and, you know, playing really well like he was a couple seasons ago. But uh, it, it's going to take some time. Experience is a big part of it. I mean... Halliburton's never been in a playoff game. Buddy Heald's never been in a play. Yeah, he was never in a playoff game because he's really? always he's always well. I guess he played for the Pelicans, but I don't think he, I don't think they went to the playoffs his rookie season in New Orleans. I'm looking it up. You can keep going. So yeah, I mean, heck, Miles Turner's never been out of the first round. You know, so not there's just not a lot of big game experience on this team, and that's part of it. Uh, another part of it, you know, when you have young guys is building cohesion uh, and getting reps on the defensive end. I think that was a big struggle with uh, the Timberwolves for years, and they're they're only just now starting to kind of turn a corner with that. And they've also gotten better talent, as I think the Pacers will, but I think defensively is where you see uh, the most struggles as far as young teams go. So... That's another thing too. Carlisle is is a good coach to to turn things around and put schemes in place to do that. But yes, I I think it's going to be be a few years before you're back firmly in the playoff conversation. So we had some big news come out today, not related to the Pacers, but if you're a Pacers fan, there's a great chance you're an Indianapolis Colts fan, and we got to talk about it because Austin, you're a huge Colts fan. What a great day. Carson Wentz was traded to the Washington Commanders, formerly known as the Washington football team. So we sent him to the Commanders for, what was it, two third-round picks? Is that what you saw? Yeah, they said a a pack of picks that included two-thirds, so I don't know if there's maybe another pick or two in there. (laughs) 
I'd be fine with two thirds. I'm fine with them getting literally anything for a guy that they were probably going to cut to save like 15 to $20 million. I think it was before his cap hit went into effect. I think next week. So the fact that they got anything for him, and I mean, third, third round picks, you know, those are, those are good players. Yeah. And so we actually, me and you off the podcast a while back, we wrote a list I wrote it down. You told me, but it was a list of quarterbacks that you would rather have instead of Carson Wentz. And the paper was full by the end of the conversation. Yes. You were very low on Carson Wentz from the beginning and understandably so like he made a ton of mistakes last year. And I am excited that he's not going to be the quarterback for the Colts, but it leaves the big question of who will be the quarterback of the Colts. I asked you before the podcast, is it Ellinger? Is that what this trade means? And you, you told me probably not because, and I think this is what you said, probably not because he didn't play ever last season, right? Yeah, he may have gotten a few snaps here and there, but if you remember, there were weeks where Wentz was on the injury report all week and it didn't look like he was going to play. I remember the game when they played at Tennessee in particular, uh, and then he miraculously was in the lineup. Uh, I think if they had any confidence in Ellinger, they they probably would have just rolled with him instead of a 60 or whatever, 70% Wentz. Also, that game when Wentz had COVID and he didn't practice all week against the Raiders, the second to last week of the season, I feel like if, if they had any confidence in Ellinger, he would have he would have played that game. Or he, or he would have been subbed in during that game because Wentz, I mean, the last two weeks of the season, Wentz had his worst games of the year probably certainly the the Jacksonville one was the worst um but yeah I I think we would have seen him at some point and we I mean remember early in the season we saw Eason come into the Rams game when Wentz left he got hurt towards the end of that game so I I think they're not too high on Ellinger just yet and he was what a six round pick or something. So I, and I don't, I don't think you can ever expect much from a guy drafted that late, unless it's Tom Brady. Unless it's Tom Brady. Well, let's actually move into the segment. It's what I'm calling the next Colts quarterback, as Austin sees it. I just came up with this name now, but Love I think it. it fits. So I have a list of the top free agents available right now, and just some other names that we've heard of. Probably not good at quarterback anymore at this point. But Austin, I want you to. Tell me if you would be excited if this guy was our quarterback or what you think. I don't, I don't know. The, should we rank it based on your excitement level or maybe a mix of your excitement level with if they'd be a good fit for this team? Uh, what, how, how do you think we should uh, do this? I'm selfish. Let's just do my ex- – we'll measure the excites. Okay. So I'll give you one to five excites. Cool. Five being I'm through the roof, one being – I would almost rather have Carson Wentz back. And then you're going to make your definitive prediction at the end of this I'm segment. I'm going to make my definitive prediction this will happen. Yes. And I have I will have more confidence in this than when I told you guys two seasons ago that Bryn Forbes would be on the Pacers. He There's didn't. still time. There's still time. He could still go. His contract is up at the end of this year. He's played really well for the Nuggets. They like him. But his contract's up, and they might not be able to retain him. 
but I have more confidence in this than I did in the Bryn Forbes prediction. <laughs> and you were very confident in that prediction. I was prediction. so – I just he's a pacer. That's the most confident I've ever seen you in my life. He seems like a pacer guy. <laughs> so I, I have 11 guys who are currently free agents, three guys who are retired, and then two guys potentially in trades that I've heard. So let's just go through the free agents to start, Austin. And uh, let's just go ahead and start with Jameis Winston coming off injury from New Orleans. Ooh, I'll give you four excites for Jameis Winston. Okay, what do you like about him? He is not afraid to throw the ball anywhere. Now, neither neither was Carson Wentz, but Jameis Winston can actually throw the ball down the field. He threw for over 5,000 yards just three years ago. He also led the league in interceptions that year. So there's some give and take. But he was also in a system in Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians that is very uh, it's very deep ball oriented. So they're throwing the ball a lot down the field, which in turn can lead to a lot of interceptions. We saw this when Bruce Arians was calling Andrew Luck's plays his rookie season. Andrew Luck, threw, he had a great season, should have been rookie of the year, but he also threw a lot of interceptions that year. So I think if you put him in Frank Reich's system, uh, that would be better for him. He played well last year in Sean Payton's system in New Orleans. So I think Winston would be an upgrade over Wentz. I, uh, I've i I've been re- very high on him since he was at Florida State. So four excites. The, the Colts, is, they're a run-first team too. And I, yes. I don't know, have we gotten to see him in a system like that before? I mean, Alvin Kamara is more of a get-the-ball However, you can get the ball. I wouldn't call him a run first running back. Yeah, well, he's he's different than Taylor. Obviously, he's very good. He is better in the passing game. They they did run the ball a lot though this year, and it only more so once Taysom Hill became the guy after Winston got hurt. Oh, which actually it is a it's worth noting that Jameis Winston did beat out Taysom Hill for quarterback, even with how much Sean Payton is obsessed with Taysom Hill. Yes, and I think that is a testament to how bad Taysom Hill is. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I got Marcus Mariota next. Uh, this Who, is if w- I remember correctly, he was on the list of guys you would rather have than Carson Wentz. Yeah, this is a guy that I my first instinct is to go for excites, but we've got a lot of bad history with Marcus Mariota. I'm going to give you two and a half excites. Okay. I would be fine with it. I think they could make the playoffs with Mariota. Uh, definitely not a Super Bowl, though. All right, let's move on. Former Chicago Bear and, I believe, Buffalo Bill, Mitch Trubisky. Ah, one excite. Okay. He is horrible. <laughs> he was drafted first overall, too, right? So No, uh, second. Oh, okay. So Mitch Trubisky is definitely out of the question for you. ESPN, I believe it was ESPN or it might have been Bleacher Report. One of them predicted that the Colts' next starting quarterback would be Mitch Trubisky. No. Please no. Next we have uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I actually don't know. He might be retired. I tend to just go on the safe side and say he's not retired because I don't know if he ever will. He got hurt pretty bad last year, I remember. I I don't know. That's like a two excites. There's worse there's worse possibilities, but you know, he's 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 everybody's backup. He's gonna play at some point this year. Yeah. 
Let's move on to Teddy Bridgewater. We live right here next to Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. So we're all, or I, all as in the two of us, know how good of a player Teddy Bridgewater can be. What's well, your level <laughs> of excitement for this? <laughs> that, that, mm. Man, is Bridgewater better than Mariota? I guess I would give it three excites. I think he is marginally better than Marcus Mariota. Uh, you say we know how good he can be, though. I don't think it's that good. Okay. <laughs> he was really good at Louisville, but that was Well, I ranked football. these guys in this way purposefully. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll give him three excites. Okay, let's move on to Colt McCoy at six. Man. That'd be bad. Colt McCoy's old. That's he's crazy. like 36. Which, really? Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's that old, but I mean, he's at least in his mid 30s. Wow. Yeah, uh, one excite for Colt McCoy. Okay, uh, former division rival, former as in last season, Tyrod Taylor. Sorry, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, yeah, you got it right the second time. Had a rough season last Started out really great the first couple games for the Texans and then got hurt. And then he was rough, and then I think he got hurt again when he came back. Uh, I'll give you two excites. Okay. Andy Dalton. Two excites. Okay. Cam Red, Cam Newton. Redhead association for Dalton with me. <laughs> Cam Newton. Ugh. One excite. Yeah, That's I'd go less rough. than one. All right, let's uh, – And I love Cam Newton. He was one of my favorite players years ago, but – gone downhill yeah i don't think he can throw anymore uh no. joe flacco okay now i gotta go lower th- <laughs> gotta go lower than one excite for this uh mike white's a free agent too if you remember him from the jets oh mike white i'll give you three excites oh okay i didn't even excite put him on this for white. list okay maybe we shouldn't say that <laughs> cut that the white excite cut that from the pod all right uh and then finally for free agents i wanted to end on a high note jacoby Brissett. Five excites. Okay. What what do you like about Jacoby Brissett? Leader. Proven locker room guy who can corral the troops. And you know what? Jacoby sacrificed. He thought he was going to be the starter coming into 2020. He wasn't. They signed Phil Rivers, and Jacoby never complained about it. He came in. He ran the RPOs really well when they had our, him in there. Our goal line option. He was the goal line. He was the goal <laughs> line running back for a lot of a lot of the season. Uh, remember when was that? 2019 when they beat they beat the Super Bowl champs in Kansas City on a Sunday night. I remember listening to it on my way home from Chicago. Jacoby was excellent. Give me five excites for Jacoby. I want him back. And he is your next Colts starting quarterback. Oh, opening is, day. Are you already giving your definitive Book statement? Did okay. you have more? I did have more, but. Okay, well, rescind that. Give me. <laughs> I thought we I thought no, we were you already, with him. You already made the declaration. We have to go with it. Well, okay, but who else? We should pay our respects to the last few years. Okay, have. so those are the guys who are free agents right now. Guys who are recently retired. Ben Roethlisberger. No. Philip Rivers? No. Knows the offense. No, I don't like Philip Rivers. I never did. I mean, he was fine when he played for the Colts, but I don't I don't like him. And the player that Sam Ellinger 
could become based on draft position? Tom Brady. Uh, on principle, no. Okay, and then two guys I've heard in trade rumors, Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. Any chances there that we Derek can trade? Derek Carr just got re-signed, right? I don't know. Oh, okay. But uh, Garoppolo could be available with Trey Lance maybe as the future quarterback. I would much rather have Derek Carr than I would Jimmy too. G. And I would be totally fine with that. I think he hasn't played for a good offensive coach yet. And he hasn't had a ton of great – like he's had Darren Waller, but that's really it as far as receiving threats go. I believe it was Field Yates who tweeted it saying that, without a question, Derek Carr is the best, worst quarterback in division in NFL history. Yeah, I mean, with Wilson in that division now in the AFC West, those are, you know, four potential playoff teams. Yeah. So – you already made your statement, Jacoby Brissett. Did I change your mind at all with those last five, or is it still Jacoby Brissett? I mean, if the Colts could get Derek Carr at a reasonable price, do it. Otherwise, let's just roll it back with Jacoby, man. <laughs> could we get Jacoby Brissett as a starting quarterback for, say, $5 million? Yes. Then let's do it. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you have to think about this. What what is the marginal difference from him and Winston, Carr, Garoppolo? Yeah, you got to factor in the money for that too. Yeah, it's minimal. I don't know who else we could get in free agency with that extra money we're saving, but could be a good Colts value. Have Seventy million dollars in cap. Jeez. By the way. Okay. Well, it could be a fun free agency period for the Colts then, right? Should be. They have not spent a lot of money in the past, though, which is fine. They've re-signed all their good players for the most part. They've probably got some contracts coming up and contract extensions that are about to kick in that have been previously signed. So we'll see, though. Awesome. Well, let's move on now to the Pacers game recap. And uh, this isn't the last segment we're going to do like it typically is. Because right after this, we're going to do a draft, and we'll go over the rules after that. But we love drafts on the All Pacers pod. If you listened uh, to us before, you've probably heard us do an NBA draft with some crazy rules. So we're going to get into that in a bit. But let's start with some game recaps. And we're just going to do this three-game losing streak that the Pacers are currently on. And we're going to start with the Detroit Pistons game in Detroit. Pacers lost 106-111. to 111. And the look, there was a lot of things that happened in this game. First of all, Brogdon tried to win this game single-handedly. Brogdon is the biggest factor in whether or not the Pacers are going to drop in the rankings or raise up. I really believe it. And he couldn't do enough to beat the Pistons this night, which was great. But still, he's always going to be ready to help the pace. We're, we're on baby duty right now. I don't. How do you get back that far? Is your son buckled into the high chair? Yeah. Okay, that's he good. should be. My mom buckled him in before she left. Yeah, he's buckled. He has thrown his food on the floor, and pushed himself away from the counter. I was. How did you do that, buddy? He just put his hand out. And oh, okay. I see now. Okay. 
Yeah, so I don't even know what I said about this game. He's he's watching Sesame Street right now. Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, Brogdon's been looking. Yeah, I think I was just talking randomly because I was trying to figure out what was happening back here. But yeah, we lost 111 to 106 to the Pistons. Austin, is this a better tank job by the Pacers or is the Detroit Pistons roster actually pretty solid? No, I mean, Detroit has some some young talent. They've got Cade. Um, they just got Marvin Bagley, who I still have stock in. And by stock, I mean I bought a PSA 9 Marvin Bagley rookie card a couple Christmases ago. <laughs> Hasn't really been paying off so far, but change of scenery. I think he's been playing all right in Detroit. Uh, you know, they got Kelly Olenek hit a huge game winner a couple weeks ago. Um, they, they have some pieces like I could see them. I, I will be honest. I like Detroit's talent crop better than the Pacers right now. Whoa. But you love Halliburton. I love Halliburton. Uh, I think Cade may have the most upside of anybody between the two teams. Uh, but overall, I still think the, the, the Pistons have the most upside. Your son is now twisting his body oh. and throwing food on the floor. Yeah, Koa's in there pretty loose, folks. This is quite a scary scene. Uh, this is a MacGyver baby to the fullest. He has simultaneously thrown all his food on the ground and shoved the rest of it into his mouth. He's he's got no shirt on. He's got ripped jeans. This is we're coming to you. He he swears he's a good dad. The proof is there. Jack has a Chevrolet racing shirt on. You would think that we were in a trailer park somewhere right now, but we are not. And, yes, I think the yeah, Pistons me, have more talent than the Pacers. I just want to clear a few things up. Co has been uh, having a fun day today, and you can definitely tell that he has a ton of energy. He's already pushing himself back again. What's funny, huh? Now he's laughing at me. I've, this is a He's taunting me. Like the Pistons <laughs> taunted the Pacers after they beat him. Well, you know, that happened, and we move on. Let's what move on. the next game, Jack? The, the next game is Washington Wizards taking on the Indiana Pacers. We lost this one 123-133. to 133. The big uh, performer in this one was Chris Stapps Porzingis, who had recently been traded to the Wizards, and all of a sudden looks good again. You're a big Chris Stapps Porzingis fan, Austin. I know that. I know you're going to have stuff to say about him. A big part about this, though, is... The Wizards had seven guys scoring double double figures, um, and the Pacers just didn't have enough in the tank to beat this team. However, Brogdon did try his hardest, which will be a reoccurring theme until the end of the season. But the Wizards pulled this one out, one thirty three to one twenty three. Bad defense, which you talked about. Younger teams typically give up a ton of points like this. Austin, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, you think Malcolm Brogdon could average 25 a game next yeah. season? Well, it depends. I don't know if he'll be a pacer next season. Him or Buddy Heald will probably be traded in the offseason, potentially both. I think the Pacers at this point are trying to choose between the two. 
Could Brogdon average 25 points a game on a team like this with playmakers and three-point threats that are opening up the floor? Definitely. Because Buddy Heald brings an element that can only enhance Brogdon's game, which is a guy who you have to play tight on off ball. Mm -hmm. And Halliburton passes the ball among the best players in the or uh, among the highest assist guys in the league. I don't even know what I just said. I would venture to think he's leading the league in assists per game since the trade. I think since the All-Star break, he's at least top 10. There was the time, I think it was three games in, from his trade to the Pacers, he was leading the league in steals and in assists. It's fallen back a little bit, but he had 11 assists in this game, and it's not often that the Pacers have a guy that can do something like that. So Halliburton's a true point guard. And Brogdon is a guy who just muscles his way into the paint or can hit the shot. He can do a step back. Um, just a solid scorer. And adding Buddy Heald and Halliburton to the mix has just made uh, life easier for Brogdon. So, yeah, I, I think he could. I mean, his numbers haven't been great, but he's also been asked to – or, like, percentage numbers haven't been great, but he's been asked to do more now. And I would – you know, I, I think he could. Been asked to do more, but if he could do less, that would be great. All right, let's take a quick break. All right, let's talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Pacers game, which happened on March 8th. Cavaliers won this one 127 to 124. It was close. The Cavaliers pulled away in the end, though. Darius Garland put the team on his back, and I, uh, well, he, he definitely had a career high in this one with, let me find, I think he had 40, right? Yeah, 41. I, I turned the game off at 37 when he had 37 because I knew the Cavaliers were going to win at this point. And Buddy Heald had hit a three, giving my parlay a victory in this one. I needed Halliburton to have eight-plus assists and Hall and uh, Heald to have three-plus threes. Pretty much every night, just lock that in. It might not hit every single night, but it's going to hit more often than not. Yep. FanDuel hasn't caught up yet to Halliburton. Eight-plus three, eight-plus assists, I mean. And before they do... Just keep putting that bet in because it's going to happen. Garland, though, like I said, finished with 41 points. Also had 13 assists and two steals. Halliburton had his 25 points. Halliburton was the, the best player in this game for the Pacers. Really ran away with this one. But almost everybody finished in double digits except for O'Shea Brissett. If you're a Dwayne Washington Jr. fan, you loved this game. I really enjoyed this one from him. Uh, Duarte looked good. Batate had his moments too. He's, I think, been listening to the critics recently and stepped up when he's uh, been on the court. Jalen Smith looked good. I mean, really, everyone looked pretty good in this one. But, you know, the Cavaliers have the star player right now in Darius Garland, and he won this game for them. So, you have anything you want to add to this one, Austin? Jared Allen was out. Uh, so, I mean, that was a tough one for the Cavs, but... Dean Wade started in his place, and he looked okay. Yeah, is Jared Allen, is he out for the rest of the season? I think it's indefinite, so I, I would guess Man. he'd be back if they're making a push in the playoffs, but it's a finger injury, right? Uh, Can't remember what it, it is. here? Uh, Jared Allen, yeah, a finger has a fractured finger, so... Yeah, you need fingers to get rebounds. Oh, so he's, he's faking it. Dunk the ball. <laughs> well, possibly. But they're jockeying for playoff seating right now, so I, not a good time to fake an injury. So I don't know that that's the culprit. Yeah, well, let's move on because the Pacers did lose their last three. We we should talk about... But that's a good thing. 
Yeah, it's it is a good, good thing. thing. No, I'm rooting for it. This was a fun game. We got to see good stuff from all of our young guys, and we still lost the game. So I know there's a lot of Pacer fans out there who don't agree with the tanking aspect of the whole thing, and I'm sure it's annoying at times hearing about how much we love the tank. But I'm looking at it as we've never experienced anything like this before as Pacer fans and as a community. So we might as well embrace it and see what happens. It's just one season. We'll be okay. Um, but, yeah, we have a few games coming up. Austin, I'm going to let you give your predictions, and then we're going to move on to the draft. But we got at San Antonio, at Atlanta, and then home against Memphis. What are your predictions for those three games? That sounds like an 0-3 to me. All right, you heard it here first. They, the Brissette. Pacers will be favored in none of those games. Maybe the Spurs game, depending on injuries, right? Uh, unless DeJounte Murray is out because he will far and away be the best player on the court. I cannot see. I mean, I think that'll be a good game. That'll be a close one. Hopefully you get another one where the Pacers are in it. You see some good stuff from the young guys, and they lose it towards the end. Uh, but listen, Pacers trying to slide into that bottom four, so you got a, a good shot at the top pick if you can slide down into that bottom four. Currently, they're 22-45. and 45. They are. They have the same amount of losses as the Thunder, but the Thunder only have 20 wins. So we'll see if the Thunder can catch up at all. They have just ended a bunch of guys' seasons and put them on uh, injured reserve. A lot of their key role guys. Shea, Shea Gilgis, Gilgis Alexander. Boy, say his name with a mouthful of marbles. He's still playing. I don't think they're going to shut him down like they did last year. And he's the type of guy who could win them some games on his own. He's shooting like 20% from three this year. Is that right? It's bad. His his scoring is up. I just think he's taking a lot of bad shots. Yeah, he's taking five a game. Oh, he's shooting 29% from three. So better, yeah. but... I mean, that's, that's not good at all, but... He shot 41% from three, I believe, last year. Yeah. He's still a great player. He's shooting seven free throws a game. That's really good. I mean, I was watching them a little bit against, gosh, who were they playing the other? It was Utah, and SGA just he was single handedly keeping them in the game. I think he he had thirty two, you know, their ninety points or something crazy like that. He's a good player, so hopefully he can single handedly win them some games. I mean, Lou Dort's playing too. Nope, Lou Dort's out for the season. Oh, he's one of those. Sorry guys. if you said that. I uh, he's stopped listening at one point. You're good. I didn't say any name, but he he is one of the guys. Muscala's out now too for the rest of the season. So, uh, you know, I think the Pistons the no, the Pistons have 18 wins. Yeah, the Pacers probably aren't going to catch. They're probably not going to catch the Rockets, the Magic, or the Pistons. But hold out hope that they could slide. There's potential. We Down could, we could the pass. Thunder. We could pass the Pistons. There's potential. Hey, listen, Detroit Pistons players and coaches, if you're out there listening, need you to slow down on the wins because it was 25 and a half. <laughs> I bet the under. They beat a couple teams that they had no business beating recently, and the the Magic as well. If you could heed this message, uh, didn't didn't care for that win over the Pacers as far as my. Gambling prospects are concerned. They're at 22 and a half. They've got 16 wins now. I think I'm in good shape, but I'm biting my nails. I'm glad you said that because I do have the Pacers over 42 and a half wins this year. So we need to win 21 in the next 15 games. Any possibility there? No. 
uh, actually, actually, there's no possibility. <laughs> they can't. They man, cannot get to 43 wins. Man, what a terrible bet. It's like it hasn't gone away yet. It's still in my. Yeah, that's a certified loss because <laughs> you said it was 42 and a half. 42 and a half, yeah. Yeah, they would have had to go 43 and 41. They were, I proclaimed at, on this podcast to everyone that that needed to be locked in. <laughs> well, partner. If we've learned anything from this podcast over the years, don't listen to me for gambling advice, except for the Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald thing. Listen to that. That's going to happen. You hear? You, you lock that in. Lock of the week. Man, I f- like... I. I'm telling you, lock that in. I know my track record is miserable, but lock it in, okay? Let's move on to the draft that we're doing, Austin. And I'm going to need help describing this because I'm really bad at explaining how this draft works. But basically, we took every single team in the NBA, found the top five points per game scores on each of those teams, and eliminated them from this draft. So basically, we're drafting everyone else outside of the top five points per game score on each team caveat they have to be on the team if you go to basketball reference or nba.com and you sort by the top point per game guys on each team there will be some cases where you know dennis schroeder was on boston earlier this year and he's like their fourth or fifth leading scorer but he's not on the team anymore so you can't he doesn't apply to boston correct that's correct yeah he's on who's he even on at this point houston, houston right yeah yeah i had a an issue i think i don't know if you saw on the list that i sent you i we we had a list of the five guys on each team who are eliminated montrez harrell i'm not even sure what team he's on at this point i think charlotte, charlotte. Mm-hmm. when i sent you the list i had him on washington so there were a couple mishaps in there but okay. yeah we I went through good we went through and we did all the research we got the guys who are available on our own and yeah we're gonna draft i have us drafting 10 guys each austin i know that's a lot especially when you look at the talent pool because it's not great there's gonna be a lot of uh you know potential guys and guys that we like what they bring outside of scoring um but yeah i have 10 guys jeremy is not here today if you haven't figured that out yet and hey pour one out he if i had a drink i would um but jeremy is he's he stands firm with the basketball reference decides your position for these drafts i'm just gonna go ahead and say austin since i'm making the rules today we'll just draft two guards two forwards and a center it doesn't matter if they're not a guard and they're love a small it. forward just you can say they're a guard love it cool okay non-binary forwards and guards yep let's that's what this list should be yes yep. um well, how how do you want to decide who goes first? Okay. Uh, there is a tube of chapstick right here. Okay. If it lands with the cap down, I will pick first. It lands cap up, you'll pick first. How about so, no, how about if it lands on cap or not the cap, you get it. But if it lands on its side, then I get it. All right, landed on its side. Okay, landed on its side. And the cap was pointed away from me, so I don't know what that means. But, Jack, you pick first. Does that mean I get two picks in a row? No. Okay, well, Austin, thank you for flipping that chapstick because there's no way I'd lose. I have first pick, and there's a couple guys here who I think you could argue should go first, but 
I'm going to go ahead and... Well, let me ask something real quick, Austin. Sure. Is this... Can we just agree that this is for this season? Or should we say, like, future? This is your team you're building around? Let's say you're playing a five-on-five game. Is everyone healthy right now? Yes. You're playing a 10-on-10 game. Oh, gosh. Because we have 10 guys. Or five-on-five, but we have 10 guys on each team. Uh, well, no, let's let's play 10 on 10. Okay. <laughs> but there's two goals on each side of the court, one for each team. One basket, you will score normal points. The other basket, and you don't know which one, will explode as soon as the ball goes through the, the rim. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're doing a five on five uh, game, 10 guys on each team. It's just a regular NBA game, okay? That's... That makes sense. And everyone's healthy, too, in this scenario, too. If they played at any point this season and they're hurt right now, that's okay. We're just going to bring them back as healthy, okay? So, that being said, I'm going to take Draymond Green with my first pick. Yeah, that's the right first pick. Also, I should add, if they are hurt and have not played this season, we can't pick them. That's correct, yes. But if they have been hurt and have played, you can pick them. So, you pick Draymond first. Mm, that would have been my number one pick. I almost didn't take him, but I feel like, you know, based on pedigree and what he brings other than scoring, which is pretty much everything else. Yeah. uh, He seemed like the the best first pick for this draft. I'm going to put him at center for now with, and I I do own the rights to move his position later on. Austin, typically when we do drafts like this, I don't give you that right. I take that no. right, but I'm yeah. you know, I'm gonna be nice today and say you can have the right to finagle your roster a little bit. Very nice of you to let me finagle. I'm gonna take Michael Porter Jr. Okay, good pick. That's who I was thinking about. Maybe him or Draymond. Are you gonna put him at forward? Uh yeah, I don't think there's anywhere else I can put Michael Porter Jr. Not okay. as flexible as Draymond. What makes him your first pick? Fantastic shooter. One of the best in the league when healthy. Mm. Great rebounder. Great rebounder. Uh, getting better on defense. Still not there yet, but I think he's got potential. Just needs to uh, not get COVID anymore because he's unvaccinated and it keeps him out for a long time. Also, his bones are brittle because uh, you have reported that Michael Porter Jr. has been vegan his whole life. So that may have something to do with his back problems. Uh, but you're, you know, you're the science expert on the podcast. Yeah, which I've worked hard to be. Yeah, you've you've studied. Yes, you've done the homework. Um, I appreciate you saying I reported it. I have not reported that he's vegan. <laughs> I just saw that he's vegan, but I have you reported made the, it on this podcast. I've made the 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 sweeping declaration that his bones are brittle. <laughs> yes, you did. And him and his family—they're all sweeping they a all, declaration, as you said. Uh, God, not O.J. Mayo. What's his name? Tyreek Evans uh, did <laughs> did cocaine in the locker room. I don't know what else it would have been. Also, we didn't mention this earlier during the news segment, but Tyreek Evans is working out with the Golden State Warriors right now. We may see him in the NBA again. So, shout out. Hopefully, his recovery process has gone bad, well. Bad sign for the Warriors. Yeah, Otto Porter's not looking so good anymore. Bad sign. Andrew Wiggins isn't looking good. No. Hasn't really at all this year, to be honest. Mm-mm. 
I know he was an all-star starter. I can't believe it still. Anyway, so you got Michael Porter with your first pick. It is now my pick. We're not going to do Serpentine. Or should we do Serpentine? We should. Nah, I don't care. Okay. Just, take, just take the guy. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take – well, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm going to take Matisse Thibault. Oh, wow. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have picked him here. <laughs> I'm going to put so. him at my guard position, one of my guards. He is not a guard. I love what he – I'm going to put him at my guard position. Rebuke. No, you can put him wherever you want. That was part of the rules. All right. Okay. And I hold the right to move him if I so desire. uh, I I love what he brings defensively. And this, I mean, this Philadelphia team, watching them now with Harden, and I I know this is a Matisse-Thypool discussion, but watching this team right now with Harden and their ball movement, unselfishness, this team looks unreal. Matisse-Thypool is a big part of that, so... I think we're only seeing the beginning of what Matisse Thibel can be. And I think he has all the skills right now to help a team win this year. So I am going to put him next to Draymond Green on my starting lineup right now. And this defense I have going for me looks really good, especially compared to your defensive team led by Michael Porter Jr. at this point. Hey, but my rebound is okay right now. Oh, you, you're just going to eat uh, a whole burrito one bite? <laughs> No, I broke it up. I learned from. I learned a lesson from you. Your cut son over you here. cut the burrito in fourths. There were four pieces, and you just put two of the pieces, <laughs> and then put the. I asked true. you. I asked you the question. You quickly ate the rest of your burrito, and then started talking. No, none of this is true. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm gonna take. Ooh, this is a tough pick. I'm gonna take Terrence Mann. Put him at guard. No, he's a forward. Rebuke. Um, objection. I object the rebuke. Also, I veto it. Okay. What what makes you want to pick Terrence Mann this early? Uh, Terrence Mann, fantastic. Ultimate six man. I think he's a six man. Mm-hmm. I can probably verify this with a quick stat check. Uh, he's only started 30 games, and he's played 66, which, by the way, he has not missed a game this season. So that's really good. Uh, his shooting splits are nice, 48, 37, uh, 76. Great defensive player. Uh, has his, his rebounds are really something that jumps out when you look at his stat line. Went from 1.3 his first season uh, when he was only averaging eight minutes a game. Last season he got 19 minutes a game, three re- 3.6 rebounds. Now he's up to 5.4 in 29 minutes a game. Good size, really long guy. Uh, Florida State becoming a nice little uh, talent pool. Yeah, they uh, Tallahassee. Get, Florida State is known to get those guys who are uh, have like long wingspans, NBA ready bodies. Al Thornton. Well, actually, I don't know. Yeah, I guess Al Thornton. Yeah, but they get all those. Their their team is like a bunch of six seven to six nine guys who are just like super long and super athletic. Uh, good pick. I'm going to go ahead and take my center and move Draymond to the forward position. I'm going to take Miles Turner. Hmm. The fact that he fell all the way to fifth, it's kind of crazy. Defensively, my team is on a very high level, and um, I obviously don't need to talk about Miles Turner any more than that because this is a Pacers podcast. So I won't. I'm going to leave it at that. He is my starting center for me and Austin's one game. Loser gets death game okay 
You have left the starting center I want on the board. But you could still take him and have him on your bench since we're taking 10 players. So I'm going to go ahead and take Rob Williams. I think Rob Williams at his best is better than Miles Turner right now. That's not crazy. (laughs) Rob Williams is a machine. There are times you will watch a game, Rob Williams. I'm not kidding you. He's the best player on the court. He is a shot-blocking fanatic. I think he's going to be better than Turner. And I'm sorry to say that. I know I'm on a Pacers podcast, and that might be heresy. But I think this guy's a special talent, and uh, I really enjoy watching him. There's a duplicate to Robert Williams on this list that hasn't been drafted yet, so we may see him get taken at some point. Um, So you're putting Robert Williams at center, I'm guessing. Uh, Yeah, maybe point guard later. Okay, we'll see. You reserve the right. I reserve all right. (laughs) Yes. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and take my next guard. This one might be crazy. He's only played one game this year, but looked great. Shooting 67% from three on the season. And, you know, my, my heart's open to the idea of this guy as a player and a person again. And that's Victor Oladipo. Oh, yeah. He had a nice game the other night. Got a standing ovation. Had a little uh, da dunk. So, hey, and <laughs> if... <laughs> what? Uh, you said da dunk? Had a da dunk? <laughs> if Oladipo is 70% of what he was on the Pacers, uh, that's a really good bench player that the Heat need. Yeah, Peak obviously was All-NBA third team, All-Defensive first team in the same season. Um, and obviously, we all know that he has a ton of talent. The injury's going to potentially slow him down. Actually, has clearly slowed him down yeah, so far. Yeah, definitely has. Um, but yeah, I mean, clearly has all the talent in the world. And if it just works out perfectly, I mean, I think in one game, if we have a healthy Victor Oladipo and we need a big shot and a big moment. He's a guy that I'd want to go for. Also, I have plenty of Oladipo jerseys. I could swap out during the game and support my team that way. True. So I got Oladipo at guard. I also have Matisse Thibel at guard, but I may move him to forward. We'll see how your draft pick goes right now. Okay. I'm going to take... Karis LeVert. Ooh. What do I have? I mean, you have a forward and a guard spot open. Put him at guard for now. But I reserve the right to put him at forward. Okay. Or center. <laughs> well, you have Robert Williams at center. I guess you could, like like I said earlier. Well, if it's if it's 10 guys, Rob Williams isn't going to play the whole game. That's true. I might have to make a small ball lineup, and Levert is my five in that scenario. So you, you can tinker with your lineup. You can finagle your lineup, Austin. You can do whatever you want to your lineup. All right. Uh, if you're my lineup and you're listening, I'm not going to tinkle or <laughs> finagle you. I said tinker. <laughs> whatever. I think that's worse. All right. So now this is my fifth pick. This will be my last starter. Obviously, we can move things around later, but I'm going to go ahead and take Patrick Williams from the. Chicago Bills. I mean, Bulls. Same thing. Uh, I'm going to put him at my other forward spot, which means I'm keeping Matisse Thibel at guard in my starting lineup. But Patrick Williams, love him. I think he does a lot on the court that can't be measured statistically and a ton of potential going forward. But I think he's a winning player right now. Awesome. What do you think? Yep. Great defensive player. Hort. Uh, Hort. 
Horton, here's a who. <laughs> Hurt, unfortunately. Uh, I don't. They may be getting him back for the playoffs. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, good pick. Thank you. It's your it's your fifth and final starting pick. Woo wee. There are guys on this board I know I am higher on than you are, so I'm going to wait. And right now, I'm just going to go ahead and take... Ugh, I can't stand this guy, but I'm going to take Jake Crowder. Whoa. Okay, I didn't even put him on my list. Is that crazy? That is crazy, yeah. What, what do you see in him that I don't? I mean, he is one of the better 3 and D guys in the league. Um. Yeah, I guess he's it. consistently starting on winning teams too, contending he's, teams. So yeah, yeah. I, I should have thought about that. He's he's a big wing. He might by be on the losing finals team for the third year in a row this season. Oh, he was on the Heat two years ago in the bubble. He's on the Suns last season. He's still in the Suns, and they're I would say probably the favorites out of the West this year, maybe of the whole league. Uh, but yeah, like you said, he's a winning player. I don't like him. I think he's a dirty player. And uh, he shoved Jokic one time. I didn't like that. <laughs> Not that I have any affini- affiliate affiliation, affinity. Not that I have any affinity for Jokic because I don't care about the Nuggets. But but you do like Jokic. Yeah, I mean he's cool. I guess. <laughs> you know, I, mean, you don't, I don't know if you know him on a personal level. No, I don't. But I mean, you know, we'll see. He's the MVP though. Does so. that make Jay Crowder the third Morris twin? Ooh, that... I guess Morris Triplett. Man, he's not that bad. He's not that but bad. But he did shove Nikola Jokic. Does, isn't that what puts you in the category? Ugh. I guess one of the Morris twins did not. I don't know which one. Markeef hit him in the ribs. Okay. And the knee at the same time. Um, Marcus called him a sloppy fat boy <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's. I get that. Yoke. I know that Jokic has two brothers, but Marcus and Markeith Morris have a ton. Uh, they have a large, much larger platform. Both of them. That's just kind of unfair for Jokic. You know, he got teamed up against. Like the yeah. one guy shoved him. Yeah, you guys fought cool, but the other one came out and said, "You're sloppy." What do you call him? A sloppy fat boy. Like a month after. That incident, though, was the thing. Yeah, that's unfair. So, that's That sucks for Jokic. I, I'm not going to pick a side, but... He's about to win another MVP, so I don't... You think? He's not the favorite right yeah. now. Well, according to Vegas, but also, they don't know anything. Also, the Bucks are not the favorite to win the championship. They're at plus 650 right now. Yeah, I don't think they should be. Might might be a, might be a good bet, though. Have it. I mean, yeah. Plus if 650? You, if you think they are, this is the time to do it, but... I'm not going to. I'm not great at future bets, so I'm going to leave it to everyone else. Uh, it's my pick. You took Jay Crowder for forward. Uh, I have one more guy on my top or on my favorites list right here. I don't know. Maybe I – you know, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take Alex Caruso as my sixth man. Mm, okay. I, You know, he's that defensive guy. Like I've said with most of the other guys on my team, he does a lot that the stats don't pick up on. And when the Lakers won the championship – I thought he was the third best player on that Lakers team. Obviously, that's saying a lot for how great LeBron and AD were because it was those two guys who were playing out of their minds and then had a bunch of you know role players with them. But Alex Crusoe stepped up, and he was probably the third. Him or Rondo were probably the third best player on that team. 
Uh, I would say KCP before either of those guys. Man, that's a tough Maybe. KCP, I'm going to I'm gonna stand by Alex Crusoe. I, I'd say KCP was probably the fifth, but that was just based on me watching the game. Some of these guys are kind of indistinguishable, too. That's true. So, yeah, I got Alex Crusoe as my first reserve player. Austin, you're up. Wow. We're really getting into it now. And if you're if you're listening to right now, just a quick reminder, we are drafting guys based on teams without their top five points per game scores. So this is sixth leader in points per game per team and lower. I'm going to go ahead and take a guy I know you want. I'm going to take Justin Holiday from the now Sacramento Kings. He's going to be a bench forward. Okay. I guess, he, I guess he's my first off the bench. He hasn't totally figured it out with the Kings yet as far as shooting, but I think when he is really, I mean, already, like he's a good three-point, a really good three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Like I said, hasn't clicked with the Kings yet, but he can guard multiple positions as well. And an unselfish player. That's the guy you want on your team. I, I really like that pick. I don't know if I would have taken him, to be honest, but... You wanted him. Yeah, I wanted him. He's on my list, you at least. Him. I have him on my list and not Jay Crowder. <laughs> Might be a little biased. Uh, good pick. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to head down south for this next one, go to San Antonio. I'm going to take Doug McDermott. Yep, there you go. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. Maybe the second best player on the Pacers last season when you look at like the the amount of work and the payout. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like Brogdon, talent-wise, was probably better than him. But Sabonis and McDermott played a lot, and McDermott, I think, averaged what seventeen or eighteen points Mo- a game last year. Most bang for the buck. Yeah, so I I loved him. I he, I can't believe he's not a top five scorer for the Spurs right now. Devin Vassell is, and uh, not. I don't want to cut down Devin Vassell at all, but Doug McDermott can score, and I'm just surprised it hasn't totally translated yet for the san antonio spurs but yeah i'm gonna take him he's my seventh man now dougie mcbuckets austin you're up Mm. we're getting deep we're getting into the deep cuts here Uh, i'm gonna go ahead and take royce o'neal give me another three and d wing man great pick i don't know about three i think he only takes like one or two threes a game oh royce but starting for the Utah Jazz, one of the best teams in the Western Conference and in the yeah. NBA. I mean, they'll flame out. Royce O'Neal, I want to set the record straight here, shoots 42% on threes. How many sh- threes? He shoots four a game. Oh. so Really good 3 and D guy. We're My not going to stand for Royce O'Neal slander <laughs> in this house right now. Last year, he almost averaged seven rebounds a game. He's down two whole rebounds this year. Don't know what happened there, but... Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe Gobert's just getting more. But yeah, Royce O'Neal, great defender, and a 50-40-78 guy. Oh, wow. So, almost 50-40-80 guy, yeah. All right, yeah, good pick. He was a uh, guy I didn't think you were going to take, but I should have known better. So, it is now my eighth pick. I can't believe we're doing 10. Whose idea was this? There's a lot of, like, Solid guys left, but man, it's just tough to pick one. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm just gonna do it. I I think right now I can't believe it. I'm gonna take the best guy that's been available in this draft so far, and I it's blowing my mind that he's still available. 
I'm going to go over to the Brooklyn Nets and take Phenom Andre Drummond. Wow. That is not the player on the Brooklyn Nets I, I would have picked first <laughs> in this draft. But So he's second for me on the Brooklyn Nets. I know who you're talking about. But mm-hmm. obviously, peak Andre Drummond, if he's just feeling it any given night. We're not doing peak. No, 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 not peak. He's still in his prime, Austin. Okay. If he's feeling it any given night. He did have 20 night, and 14 last night. And that's not even enough rebounds for him. That's not. That's true. So, yeah, I, I love, obviously, if I need a 20 and 20 guy, he's on the nets and he's doing that. Like, he's not even one of the top options on that team. So, if I want to throw him out there and say, hey, man, just go grab every single rebound, he'll do it. He'll get every single rebound. Definitely. You know, he was getting 20 rebounds against Miles Turner and Sabonis at the same time when they were on the court together. So that should tell you something. So, yeah, I got him as my eighth man. Austin, you're up. I'm on my eighth man. Go ahead and give me Davion Mitchell. And I'm locking down everybody on your team above six foot or below six foot five. That was a good pick. I I narrowed it down to him or Drummond right there. I thought it'd be funnier to take Drummond. Bad bad move by me. Yeah, Davion Mitchell, great defender. Austin, is he your eighth best player? Or do you think he could be better than that? Offensively, yes. Defensively, might be the best. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Royce O'Neal. They don't have a first team like... All rookie defense, I don't think. No. Do they? No. no. Listen, don't look at Davion Mitchell's offensive or defensive ratings because, well, the offensive rating might be accurate, but the defensive rating of 118 is not accurate. Defensive rating is a flawed stat. Well, you got to remember, he's been playing with Rashawn Holmes most of the year. That's true. And now he's playing with Sabonis, who's <laughs> a wor- maybe a worse defender. Yeah. I know you love uh, Rashawn Holmes. I do love Rashawn Holmes in that push shot. Great offensive player. Just a, a small. He's a small center. He's a tween. <laughs> he is a great pick. I. This shakes things up for me because that's who I was going to take. Um, man, there's there's some solid guys left. I see a Portland guy. I don't want to give too much away. We'll go over a lot of these at the end, but. Um, Ah, I have no Portland guys on my. my I had one guy. I, I like. I like so. one guy there. Um, I know you're not going to take one of these Sacramento guys, which is Dante Divincenzo, and I was laughing even writing his name down. Mm. Yep, he's on my list of worst guys who actually play. <laughs> for those who don't know about my list, you know I'm going to do it. This is crazy. I think I like this player more than anyone else on this podcast that's bones highland in denver wow great future pick hey i mean this is a guy who could come in and give you 20 points you know what i like about him he's fearless oh i thought you were gonna say he's from delaware (laughs) if there's one thing i like about bones highland it's that he's from delaware but also he's fearless I need that on this team that doesn't have much scoring at this moment. Not that he's the best scorer available on this list, because he's definitely not. But I love his fearlessness. I think I can just throw him out there, and it's going to be a ton of fun. Yep. And as the All Pacers pod uh, Bones Highland believer, I feel like I have to take him at this point. You do, yeah. 
Bones Highland, and we'll see Bones Highland here at the end of the month in person. Oh. Because we're going to the Nuggets Pacers game. That's, yeah. I mean, hope knock on wood, hopefully he's playing. You knocked on uh, marble. Granite. Stone. Is it marble or granite? <laughs> I don't know my... Countertops. I don't know my pebbles. Okay, uh, Austin, you have your ninth pick now. Who are you taking? My ninth pick is Markel Fultz. Oh, wow. I waited for this point. I'm going to go ahead and delete my list because I know you're not taking my 10th guy either. Anyways, I haven't sold any. I haven't sold one single penny of Markel Fultz stock. I still believe. Who sings that? I still believe. Yeah, it's like a country song. Maybe it's Alan Jackson. Is it Boys to Men? That's not boys to me. Uh, hey. Who sings I Believe well, I Can Fly? That was R. Kelly. So cut that. Okay, cut that. Cut that, <laughs> cut that from this pod. Markel Fultz had his comeback against the Pacers. Shot five of seven, had 10 points. He's been shooting the ball well. He's getting to his spots. Listen, Markel Fultz can get to his spots. That's the thing he can do. He can get to the cup. He's very quick, passes the ball well. I'm still a believer, you know, is he an all-star someday? I don't know, maybe not, but I think he is a starting caliber player on good teams in this league. CJ McCollum's not an all-star still. So if that's that's <laughs> if that's how great you can be without being an all-star. Wow, is CJ McCollum now the best guy to never make an all-star we've, game? We've had this conversation. Yeah, it has to be, right? Especially now, too. At least current players. He's He's been lighting it up on New Orleans. No, not current. Who's the best current guy? Well, there has to be like a second year guy who hasn't like. Well, when you're talking about all stars, you have to consider a career, yeah, body of work. I guess you're right. Like, well, I don't even know. Like, the draft last year wasn't great. Anthony Edwards, CJ McCollum's better than Anthony Edwards at this point. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. He might be. I think he's the best all time crazy to not be an all-star so i think he'll make one at some point right they have to just put it has to be like a mike conley thing like just give him the nod yeah fun fact cj mccollum from canton ohio i'm sorry if you're from canton ohio but i went to the pro football hall of fame uh many years ago one of the most boring things i've ever done my dad and i went we both agreed when we left it was really disappointing and not that fun. So I know you don't look at the stats. I do for this podcast. Seventy-five percent of our listeners are from Canton, so we're gonna cut that. Well, Canton, I hope you have a good small business community. Maybe uh, maybe another local college. Maybe a county fair that rolls through. Yeah, maybe an up and coming train system. <sighs> now that'd be a train show. <laughs> Wouldn't that be exciting? Yeah, folks. If you're ever thinking about going to the Hall of Fame, though, for the NFL. Don't. <laughs> All right, so it's my pick. I got my 10th and final pick. Man, there's a lot of guys left. This is a really tough decision. Um, am I allowed to take another pacer, Austin, or should I avoid it? No, take them all. Kay. I'm not taking a pacer with my last pick. I'm going to take O'Shea Brissett. Okay. Fits, Why? fits the mold on my team. Guys who do a lot on the court that can't be tracked by stats. Um, but I mean, at the same time, like a three and D guy, solid shooter, solid defender, and, uh, just a lot of energy. Love watching him play. 
I will gladly take him here. I took him over another pacer that I really wanted to take, but we'll we'll mention him at the end. So yeah, I'm gonna take O'Shea Brissett for my tenth and final pick. Is he the best player left? Probably not. No, because I'm taking the best player left. Yeah, this is a Pacers pod though. We we ha- we had to represent a little bit. All right, who who are you taking last? Alprin Shangoon. All right. Rookie center, 19 years old for the Rockets from Turkey. Talks to the basketball when he's shooting free throws. Great player. Well, maybe not great yet, but he's going to be special. But he's still he's still good now. Why do you think he talks to the basketball? I don't know, but it's it's his free throw Does ritual. he see the basketball as a living like does he ball is life is talk is yeah. the basketball actually talking to him but we just can't see it is this a brave little toaster kind of thing is the basketball alive for sangoon you think the basketball is talking through that little hole where you pump it up at potentially like is he the dr doolittle of sports oh and he talks to balls all day <laughs> yeah uh i don't know i don't know what it would be like to talk to balls all day so what do you love That's about Shangun? Wife. What do you love about Shang- cut that? What do you love about Shangun? <laughs> uh Shangun throws some phenomenal passes. He is Jokic esque. Now he cannot handle the ball or obviously, you know, doesn't have the scoring yeah, defensive at, ability yet. At this point he's Kmart Jokic. Yeah, which Kmart is I think is out of business everywhere. So <laughs> Maybe, well, let's at least give him the dignity a of a of a chain that's still in business. Maybe say, let's go Dollar General. Okay. <laughs> he is Dollar okay. General Jokic. Yeah, that's terrible. He's he, a terrible player, it sounds hey, like. Dollar General sells Pokemon cards. Oh. So maybe you should stop in there. Maybe. And they sell a chocolate cream pie that my brother loves. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's That's serious. My brother loves chocolate cream pies. And he gets them. Frequently <laughs> from Dollar General. <laughs> Anyways, Alfred Shangun is my last pick. What's my team, Jack? So let's go through teams. Yep. You are starting, and I don't know, is Karis Levert your starting point guard, I guess? You have Karis Levert and Terrence Mann. Oh, Terrence Mann kind of plays point. No. Nah, oh, God. I don't want Levert at point guard. I forgot to take a, a point guard. Your closest thing is Markel Fultz, probably. You know what? Put Fultz in the starting lineup, and we'll move. Terrence Mann is a six-man, so we'll move him to the bench. Okay. So you're starting Markel Fultz, Karis LeVert, Jay Crowder, Michael Porter Jr., Robert Williams. Solid oh, starting lineup. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I don't think I'm, so. I'm I, dominating I you. I don't think so. Read your starting five. Okay, my starting five. Oladipo, Matisse Thibel, Patrick Williams, Draymond Green, Miles Turner. Draymond I, Green is your point guard. He's my point center. He's the, he's the same thing on my team as he is on the Warriors. So you have to move him up and move Thibault down to forward. That's the <laughs> no, rule. Draymond's That's my forward. Rule. But he's not. He's, he's my point, point guard. forward. He's guarding the opposing team's big men. Well, he's not He's not shut. I base positions on defense. He's not shutting down Michael Porter. I think he would. I think he would. Yeah, it's not happening. I... I Think there's I'm gonna get some big body screens on him with Robert Williams. As Draymond a, shuts down like Anthony Davis. I think he can shut down Michael Porter Jr. You don't have any statistical evidence for that. <laughs> All right, so our backups you have Terrence Mann, Justin Holiday, Royce O'Neal, Davion Mitchell, 
and Alperin Shangoon. Alperin Shangoon. Alperin Shangoon. Shout out to Turkey. Shout out. The deli meat and the country. And the bird. Yeah. I kind of implied there, that with deli meat. But okay. Sure. I didn't know if you appreciated the bird as much as you do the deli meat. I just want to... Shout out. I think it's one and the same. I can't. Yeah, but you don't include like beaks and deli meat. <laughs> you're well, not like you're not shouting out the entire turkey. You never had a nice boiled beak. <laughs> can't say that I have. It's a delicacy. You drop it in a stew. I'll tell you what. You next have time, to feed in too. Next time you're eating some turkey beaks and goiters, you just bring them on over. Well, yeah, I'll take a bite. Sure. I'll take a bite of the turkey beak uh, stew. The turkey beak stew. My. Bench unit is Alex Caruso, Dougie McBuckets, Andre the Goat Drummond, Bones Highland, and O'Shea Brissett. Oh, yeah. I'm dogging you. No, you aren't, dude. It's not even close. I'm dogging you. So let's go over some guys that we missed. Let me know if uh, – well, who who would you have taken like in your next few picks if you had to? Well, I deleted my list Okay, well, here. How about I go phone. through? Here, you can look at the East list right there. So I'll go over some of the West guys we didn't name. Phoenix, JaVale McGee. This isn't everybody either, because that'd be crazy. But yeah, JaVale McGee, Stephen Adams from Memphis, DeAnthony Melton. You like DeAnthony Melton? I love DeAnthony Melton. You know who I really like is Zaire Williams Yeah, on Memphis. He looks good. I was watching for a little bit the game last night, and the game was already out of hand in the second quarter, and he had a huge, like, one of those gallons of water, and they talked about it for a minute. They just talked about how he had a huge thing of water. Good for him for staying hydrated. Yeah. Uh, shout out Paolo Banchero. Don't know who that is. Duke, future pacer, s- apparently has a condition where he sweats over seven pounds of water in a game. Oh, So wow. he cramps really bad. Probably got made fun of a lot. Yeah, he's like sweaty boy. Let me tell you, <laughs> let's move on from sweaty boys. Let me tell you something on your East list here. Uh, you have Clint Capella. On my list, I had Okongwu. Oh. I think Okongwu has surpassed Clint Capella. Love it. Nothing uh, wrong with that. I, uh, I've i heard that from other people, too. I have some nice Okongwu rookie cards, so I hope that I'm right. Um, Gary Payton Jr., love him. Someone on Golden State Warriors who I consider drafting if, in this one. If my only job was to stop you from ever scoring, I would have picked Gary Payton. Yeah. Solid defender. Really would have fit. My team. Um, Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside from the Jazz. Either of them in any consideration for you? I know you love Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> Let's I move on. Ju- so, Dallas, we have, I don't want you to talk about Whiteside no, at all. I won't. <laughs> uh, we got Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell. Man, Maxi Kleber. That might have been my next pick. That, was a good, that would be a good guy uh, to have on this team. Denver, uh, Boogie Cousins. Been pretty good. Yeah, the Nuggets are eleven and one when he plays. I think. Yeah, looked solid. Yeah, Beverly on defense especially. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Shout out Demarcus Cousins. I'm glad uh, he's getting another opportunity. Patrick Beverly from Minnesota looked really good this year. Um, no veto. <laughs> Tht from the Lakers is the best one I could get from that team. I tried to get a player from each team. I looked at the Pelicans, and there's literally nobody that I'd want on yeah, that team. There was nobody. Else. Herb Jones is the fifth leading scorer right now. 
And I thought originally too that he would have been one, and I would have you taken would've, him. He would have been a starter for you. I would have taken Herb Jones so early. Yeah, you would have. You love Herb Jones, but yeah, I couldn't think of anyone for the Pelicans. Uh, Nasir Little for the Trailblazers. I know you said you Blech. wouldn't think of anyone. For, I like Nasir Little. Uh, uh, Nasir Little. He was uh, the Purtle. He was the Purtle. If you guys play Purtle, it's like Wordle, but with basketball players. Ton of fun. Ton of fun. But Nasir Little was a Purtle last week. Yeah, you were here helping me with that one. Uh, no, I wasn't. Bryn Forbes. Wait, you weren't? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> well, I think we maybe texted about it. What was the next The next one is the one that you helped me with. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Okay, Bryn Forbes from the Spurs. I put that for he's you. Not, that was an honorary not, pick. He's uh, not on the Spurs. Dante. Oh, where's Bryn Forbes? He's on the Nuggets. Oh, okay. Well, Bryn Forbes for the Nuggets. Uh, you, you, you missed Langford. some of these. Yeah, uh, Romeo Langford's played one game. I thought about it. He got his ankle snapped against Carmelo the other night, too. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, Jeremy Lamb for Sacramento. Isaiah Roby, Mike Muscala. I put an honorary member here. Pokachevsky for OKC. I love Isaiah Roby. You do? Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't take him. I'm surprised you didn't take Poku. Uh, We got Gary Bird for the Houston Rockets. Garrison Matthews. Uh, Schroeder. I had Sangoon on my list, too. So that's for the West. Austin... What about the East? Who did we miss? Um, who did we miss? Pat Connaughton. Um, psh, psh, psh. Is Kevin. there anyone? Do you like Max Struess on the Heat? I, uh, didn't, I didn't include a few of those guys. I have watched a little bit of Heat this year on League Pass. He can certainly get hot and shoot the ball, so we'll see if he's actually playing come playoff time. But he's uh, like he's not the worst guy you could have coming off your bench. If you're Miami, I don't know if this content's interesting too. If people are still listening at this point, but we should we should finish it out, right? Yeah, <laughs> Cleveland, <laughs> Kevin Love, Jetty Osman, who's having a great season, Isaac Okoro, uh, Toronto, Chris Boucher, that's one of my guys. Brooklyn, Joe Harris is hurt. I'm totally out on Joe Harris. Charlotte, Montrez. Actually, I don't think Montrez uh, qualified for this because I was looking at that, but PJ Washington did. Uh, Gallo. He would have been one of the next picks, I think, from Atlanta. Maybe. I I wouldn't have taken him. I would have taken Okongwu before him, and I, I guess you would have taken Capella before him. Your son's coughing. He's got something to say. You say, Dad, Dad. Say, Dad, who would you have picked next if we were picking somebody from the Wizards? Hey, Cole, can you say, Dad, Dad? If we were picking somebody next from the Wizards, <laughs> my dad would have picked Rui Hachimura or Daniel Gafford. Daniel Gafford. I, I also I have all the Daniel Gafford stock still. Didn't put your boy Thomas Bryant on here though. Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out Thomas Bryant. Let's go Hoosiers. Knicks, Alec Burks, Emmanuel Quickly, Mitchell Robinson. I had Quickly on my list. Obi Toppin. Quentin Mitchell Grimes. Robinson is the uh, clone of Time Lord Robert Williams. I think they are the exact same player. Both really Robert, confused in positioning. No, Robert Williams is better. No, neither but of them also, know where to stand on the court also ever. Also, Robert Williams would be the clone of Mitchell Robinson because Mitchell Robinson Correct. is older. You're right. Just to clear that up. The Pacers, Lance – God, why did you put Lance Stevenson on Hey, Pacers? shout out Lance Stevenson. We wish we could have drafted you. Um, no, you don't. You would have been my 11th pick, I promise. I just took O'Shea Brissett for all my O'Shea Brissett fans out there that are listening still. If anyone's still listening at this point, I know this content – Dragon below par. Dragon Orlando, on. Orlando Magic, Mo, Mo Bamba, and Terrence Ross. Detroit, you got beef stew. You don't have Kelly Olynyk though. Yeah. Left him off. 
I'd rather have Kelly Olynyk also, than Isaiah hey. Stewart for one game. One Sh- game of 10 on 10 with two goals on each side of the court. Give me Kelly Olynyk <laughs> over Beef Stew for sure. Is there a chance Kelly Olynyk blows up for 45 points? Yes. No. <laughs> I don't think there's a chance. Hey, I don't shout think he- out. Huh. Let's make a double cheeseburger bet right now that Kelly Olynyk has never scored 35 points in a game. In the playoffs? Ever. Yeah, okay, I'll take that. Okay. Also, wanted to give a quick shout-out to Corey Joseph and DJ Augustine yeah. on Detroit. I think he's on Detroit now. Um, definitely deserving of shout-outs as former Pacers. Have you figured it out yet, Kelly Olynyk? Canadian, shout-out Sal. Hey. You got to go to game highs. That's what I'm trying to do. Oh, no regular season. The the high in the regular season is 32. I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking. I did tell Celtics. You, can I do game high? Oh yeah, playoffs. There it is. Boom. Nothing. No, but what about the year 2015, 2016? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Two points. <laughs> yeah. I guess didn't play any other games this post the 2016 postseason. All right, Rio. Well, you got to cook him a <laughs> cheeseburger, I guess. Hey, I just want to backtrack on that statement I no. just made. <laughs> Sorry, partner. You. My wife is currently cooking. I'm not demanding her to cook as she's sitting <laughs> on the couch or something. She's just in the active motion of cooking. I just figured I'd ask her to make a cheeseburger for Austin. It's only right. <laughs> no, Rio. That is your place. Just Austin. You cut belong this. in the boardroom, Rio. <laughs> hey, let's wrap up this podcast, Austin. It's always a pleasure. Uh, what can we expect from you this week as far as what you're working on? Uh, well, I am going on spring break from college. Oh, that's right. You're writing papers. I'm in college, yeah. So, actually, over spring break, I will be writing papers so that I'm not cramming to do a bunch uh, over the the week that comes after that because I'm a good boy and I don't procrastinate anymore. So, I will be working on School Wolf. I'll be working on my body. I tried to get Target to (laughs) let me come into work, and they said they would call me back, and they haven't. (laughs) You've never said where you work. You've always been adamant that no one should know where you well, work. Well, I don't work at Target. Okay. <laughs> That's you, you we'll cut that. Yeah, we'll definitely or just just bleep it. We'll definitely bleep it. My bosses at blank. Bleep. Listen. I called them this week. You guys don't want to hear this. No, we this, no one no one cares. This podcast has went on so long. No one's listening Jack's anymore. Jack's choking again. And no, what are good. you going to be working on this week, Jack? Uh, just probably, uh, you know, just kind of chilling. I've called Target, too, to see if they'd let me work. In no, bleep it out. Make <laughs> sure you bleep it out. Yeah, man, I just I just want to know how you're doing. I'm not I don't, I don't really want to talk about myself. I'm doing fantastic. You know, just good. trying to trying to find my kids and trying to get through school. So, well, keep working on it, man. You're doing great. Uh, Shout out, Jeremy. And until next time, for Austin, I'm Jack. Thanks for listening to the All Pacers pod. Peace out. You want me, Joel Embiid? Come get it, because I'm going to give it.
Tour. 